Hello, Radio Laurier. This is the music manager here at Radio Laurier, Nate. And I'm here talking with Jaffer Sanduk, the mastermind behind Toronto's Howland Circus. So, Jaffer, who are you, and how would you describe the kind of music that you make? Hi, Nate. Hi, Radio Laurier listeners. Howland Circus is a psychedelic garage rock musical project of mine that I have been working on for a few years and just released uh, a new record called Creature. I put in a lot of influences from my Iraqi background, my heritage in there. As you might tell from my accent, I'm from the UK as well, so I've there's some of that influence in there as well, but I am happy to say I'm Canadian now, as of a few months ago. Yeah, and and uh, I think this, yeah, this record was kind of started out middle of the pandemic and I play absolutely everything on the record and that has happened yeah a lot in large part because of the pandemic because it was so difficult to get into a studio to play with other musicians and so yeah the album is is very personal in in more ways than one and you know a lot of it's done in isolation and and writing it in that way and recording it that way so yeah you hear some of that but yeah when we're going to be playing live and it will be with a, with a full band. So I'm um, looking forward to kind of seeing people across Canada over the next couple of weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. You talk about how this album is largely put together personally in isolation by yourself. I'm interested to know, there's a couple of features on the album on a couple mm-hmm. of the songs. How did those end up working together? Yeah, yeah, it's a good point there. So I, I had a couple of people sing on a couple of tracks so on the song no choice i feature a, a singer called tal el tal and then the, the last track on the album return features a singer from the band Kazdora, lean hamo and i you know what what ended up happening i think during the pandemic was kind of finding other musicians and artists through social media and i felt like a bit of a community kind of got started which was nice and i really wanted to highlight the voices of uh, some Arab artists that I really liked, who were, you know, based in Canada, and and the album for me, I wanted to. If I was going to work with anyone, I ideally wanted it to be with other Arab artists. The artwork, for example, is 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 created by a Palestinian artist called Tamara, and yeah. So then I have the two singers, and yeah, that that was that was an interesting experience for me because I was. I was writing the parts for them and and creating the ideas and 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 coming to very good singers and saying can you can you add your vocals to this please and yeah that's that's something I really enjoyed about it so it wasn't you know totally alone and it was nice kind of yeah working with other people and I, I be, but being mindful about who I work with because I think there's there's so many interesting stories to tell just from hearing someone else's perspective or, or getting their their perspective in, in, in the creation of something is, is really sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the integration of those, your cultural heritage, the Arabic sounds and scales and whatnot, the integration of that with the psychedelia and the garage rock sounds was very interesting to listen to. Do you, do you see any kind of parallels between those kinds of those styles of music? Yeah, I guess so. I think I think a lot of like if you listen to a lot of like psychedelic rock music and stuff, psychedelic bands, they've always put in a bit of Eastern sounds. They've always borrowed from the East in some way, and I think that's yeah, maybe in part why it's kind of called psychedelic. I guess it kind of feels a little bit trippy hearing that kind of like 
maybe a four four twelve bar kind of sound, but with but with something that's kind of yeah the, the kind of these scales with like quarter tones and stuff like that. And yeah, I think there's the you know and you know in a lot of Arab music is very percussion heavy. You want to have you know when you're listening to something there's a, there's a, there's a lot of like the the in- instrumentation there's a lot of like yeah percussion sounds and then you got the oud which is you know a stringed instrument so yeah for me you know i i didn't want to go overboard and, and you know i'm not saying this is an by any means an arabic music album but i think it was i think it's the right level of influence that i have you know i grew up listening obviously being you know been raised in Britain and and living in Canada I, I listened to a lot of western music I listened to a lot of you know I loved growing up listening to the Beatles and you know and rock bands and you know stuff like that so but it's kind of by osmosis it's it's, it's it, it was it's you know I grew up around so many Iraqis and so you know my mom would have something playing or if she's watching a film you hear some of the music in the background so or you go to a wedding and you hear some of the music so for me it was always part of me having the two things combined so that's kind of yeah i guess where it came from and why it's felt felt very natural to do that i i thought you did a, a very a very good job of really in, injecting that kind of flavor like there's drones in places that you don't expect drones to be in western music mm. and just notes that you just don't expect and it was it was a very interesting listening experience. It creates this kind of dissociative effect that is just perfect for psychedelia. I loved it so much. Oh, thank you. How does it feel after all this kind of work, putting this album together, to actually have it out in the world after the pandemic? Not after the pandemic, but in this post the sort of hardest lock-ins of the pandemic and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a strange feeling because obviously, you know, I finished writing it probably in february or something this year so uh there was a there was a feeling of like relief and pride of doing it and finishing it and then there's all this time in between that you know i came out october 27th so there's a lot of time between it coming out and then but when it came out it yeah it felt it felt like a yeah a huge cathartic moment for me because it was like don't think I've, I've I've ever undertaken a task this big before in my life, and yeah, it's given me a sense of uh, kind of this kind of like I don't know humility that there's there are a lot of things that you can do and create in life that are kind of bigger than um, I don't know whatever you're worried about whatever there's lots of little there's obviously we all go around in life kind of being anxious and worried about lots of things and to create something takes yourself out of your own mind for a little bit but explores kind of your heart your soul and you figure out things that you couldn't put into words that no other thing could explain that feeling and uh, I think you know that's something I've kind of been explaining to people when you know when I talk about things like you know the album's called Creature because that's you know a lot of that is to do with the feeling of dehumanization of of feeling like as an Arab person you don't get a lot of say about who you are in this world much like the kind of Frankenstein monster or something you know it's like there's going to be this image of you that is 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 going to be playing out on the meat in the media constantly on loop for everyone and everyone's going to have that in their mind and my whole life I tried to explain what that feeling is like and you know I even did a masters in Middle East politics which is 
crazy. And I wrote all these essays and I wrote all these words and I, you know, and that couldn't explain it. And you could have hot takes on the internet. You could have videos. You can have videos of, of, of Arab people being murdered in, in, in horrible ways. And it's still not enough to humanize us in the media. It's still not enough to kind of change people's minds, even on person to person. You talk to someone and you can sense there's a little bit of doubt. You can sense a little bit of like, mm, I don't trust you. I don't know. Are you building tunnels under here? Whatever. Are you doing something? Are you secretly plotting something? And it's very difficult to kind of change that picture in someone's mind. And I guess when I released the album, it was a bit of a release of that of feeling like this is it. This is my explanation. This is how go listen to this. And if maybe hopefully that if you've ever felt that way in some way, and I know it's not restricted to say just my experience i've i am hoping that someone you know none of the songs i'm i'm i don't think i say arab once or anything i don't say it's to do with 911 or whatever because i wanted it to be something that could be relatable whether you know i don't know whether you hopefully whether you're queer trans black whatever if you're someone who's faced some kind of like dehumanization process that has been quite common to a, for, for a lot of people and and people have been marginalized in some way I hope there's something someone can take away from that and go, oh yeah, this is what it feels like to be a, kind of this creature, to be this this person who's been dehumanized, you know. You're alluding, of course, partly in that to the situation that's going on in the Middle East right now, the conflict between Hamas and Israel. You spoke earlier about how, how long the time between completing the album and the actual release was, and you mentioned, of course, the release was on October 20th. It must have been very strange or potentially very affecting to release the album into such a noisy and fervorous political and news cycle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, but, you know, I remember, like, during the George Floyd murder that happened and then the, the ongoing uh, protests and, I don't know, there was a lot of conversation going on around that time and and you know what there was there was a lot of there was a lot of art that was being put out at the time that that was speaking to that moment at that time but the artist creating it uh didn't know this would happen but i've seen a lot of like black art say you know it's because this issue has been going on forever this issue has been going on for so long that of course my song or my film or whatever talks about police brutality. Of course it does because it's, that's, it's not, this is not brand new. And so I guess that's kind of how I take it is that of course my songs focus on the dehumanization of, of Arabs and of, of, of our, our portrayal in the, in the media. And then that's exactly what's happening. And so, yeah. And I don't think my little album is going to change that, but I think for me, it, it, at least helps me understand the world a bit better and I hope that for fellow creatures out there that they hear that and they go yeah this this speaks this speaks to me I understand it so yeah it, yeah unfortunately yeah it's not new and I think I think there was a previous a lot like a lot of bombing of of Gaza as well during the writing of this album too and you know a lot of things happened over the, over this time, and a lot of things that were just dehumanizing of 
of, of people and yeah it's been it's been tough because you want to you want to like promote yourself and then you're like i feel incredibly obnoxious being here saying hey everyone go go listen to my album and then and then uh, yeah tune in to this absolute slaughter of of innocent children so yeah it's just so yeah i just hope that whatever i put out there is is at least a more humanizing representation of of, of our people You've spoken to what you see as a dearth, a lack of empathy. Do you are you looking to address this sort of thing with this project? Yeah, there's yeah. The I think I'm. You know, I would say to put a silver lining on everything at the moment. It's obviously hard to find one when there's so much tragedy. But the silver lining I'm seeing is that I am seeing, I guess, a little shift in empathy there are still crazy people out there who are like yeah we're not we're not sending enough bombs you know sure those people exist that maybe will always exist sadly but i'm seeing people from across society kind of saying we don't want to you know i think i think an overwhelming majority of canadians i think i saw that in a poll recently said they want a ceasefire like this is like that's a shift i, th- I would say i would say a shift is people not parroting what their government says. I think that's really dangerous when we just repeat what the government says and pretend that, like, the Iraq war didn't happen, that, like, the war in Afghanistan didn't happen. You know, to pretend that that all these things were justified by government saying, you know, you're either with us or you're with terrorists. And, and to hear so many people repeat that line, that was really dehumanizing. I think, I think people... Uh, most people kind of like who were alive during that time remember that and go well we're not we're not doing that again we're not going to repeat just these like talk talking points from from politicians and I think that's 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 been a positive you know I th- yeah but, you know something I was speaking to is that decline in empathy like that you could you could be saying this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me whatever and there'll be someone on the internet guaranteed to be like could be worse we want it to be worse for you we like you know like i you know i i could i you know even now i post something super innocuous or something positive and you know and i'll still get someone saying you know do you condemn hamas whatever and i'm like i have nothing to do with them (laughs) i'm not i'm not a member of hamas i'm not a you know but like you know you always have i feel like i'm still having to defend myself and say hey i'm not a terrorist by the way but yeah i think that's it's helping i think that people are people are getting a little bit better educated i think maybe maybe it's maybe it's that's something that's going to shift because it's been a bit too long of people kind of not caring about one another i felt like especially during the pandemic you know we had that we had the few few months where everyone was clapping for nurses and then they were like to hell with nurses you know so like i don't know it it, it is kind of funny that we we kind of quickly forget those things that happen but yeah that, that's kind of how, how it went for a while was it was it a purposeful choice for the last words on the album to be in arabic hmm i don't know i the thing is with lean singing so lean hammer who's, who's from the band castora she was singing on the on the song and i know she you know she's 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 from syria and and she's said before she doesn't 
like singing in, in English. So I was like, let's get you singing in Arabic. I want you to sing on this album, and I want you to sing something you're comfortable with. And and we kind of worked together on the line at the end, which tra- roughly translates to, well, actually, I think directly translates to just open your eyes, I'm here. And I think that was kind of the idea of what I wanted to say was, here I am. This is this is me. That's it. Just if you open your eyes, you'll see it. It's not. It's not. A, it's not that complicated. And that makes that to me made more sense as being the final line of the album. But no, I don't think it was anything super planned for it to be in Arabic. It's just yeah. Just you work with what you have. I think in art you should always be an opportunist. And yeah, that's so. That's that's what what happened there. Thank you very much. Uh, you're playing a show this Friday at 8 at the Dive Bar on King Street. How has touring been opening up after the pandemic? Really difficult. I mean, so I'm super excited to be playing in Waterloo. It's my, uh, my first time coming to Waterloo in the first place. And then, yeah, so I'm playing at the Dive Bar. We're playing with a couple of local bands, or local to the area, I believe. Burnaby and Gabby and the Watts. And yeah, I'm excited to get on get out and tour and you know meet the other bands meet people who've maybe heard us play before or, or heard the record or haven't you know uh, it, that's really exciting obviously that was, stuff was really difficult I remember like the first couple of shows I played as we were easing out of the pandemic where there was like shows that were like I had like glass screens in front of me on stage and people had to sit miles apart from each other and obviously, yeah, everyone's kind of taken a hit, especially in the music industry. So that that's been tough. You know, I feel like there's there's a lot more pressure on the bands to bring out a big audience, a lot more pressure on us to do to do a lot more of the work to kind of revitalize the music scene. And I guess you know, as all these venues have like started to lose, you know, struggle to stay open and stuff. You know, they're counting on the fans to come out and stuff. And so yeah, it's definitely made things a little bit tougher. I think you know when you meet people and you see them at your shows, you, you'll see it's worth it. And I think for the people who come out, they'll, I think they'll find it's 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 been it's been worth it. It's 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 just great to be able to connect with people again after all this time. And live music is that kind of reminder, right? Of what it is to be alive. That is that is it. This is the moment we get to be out and to be with each other and not have to think about this kind of other fake realm that's been imposed upon us by by governments, by institutions, by anyone else. This is just the very real, raw thing of us just experiencing something and the beauty of this world together. Thank you very much. Thank you for sitting down with me. Uh, Jaffer Sanduk, the new album is called Creature, and you're playing it this Friday at 8pm at the Dive Bar on King Street. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you. Hello, Radio Laurier. This is the